Hey, hello. Hello. We're live. We're live. Uh, to tape. Yes. It's the Media Book Podcast. Okay, technical term live to tape here. Yes, technically. Um, so today is Wednesday, June 10th. June 10th. Can you believe it? Yeah, I believe we are at episode 231. Something like correctly that. last week yeah. something like that this is another marooned edition of the media boat podcast we are still uh recording separately in isolated places during this uh pandemic but uh, still on a weekly basis because never let yeah, thing die <laughs> nothing stops the media boat train or boat I guess. Um, <laughs> boat train. <laughs> the most media boat train. A boat train podcast. Boat train podcast. Um, thank you for joining us. If you are not familiar with what we do here, we are a podcast that talks about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. We got some thoughts. We got some video game yeah. thoughts. I did end up playing Clubhouse 51 games. You did. Uh, but before we get to all that, we got a lot of news to go through. We do. Let's get right into it so we can blast right through and talk about movie news. Believe it or not, movie news is still happening. And guess what? The time is nigh because we may have a box office. We might <laughs> report have on box office numbers. Question maybe? mark. So here's what's going on. The state of California is saying that movie theaters can begin opening Friday in most counties as long as they limit theater capacity to 25% or no more than 100 attendees under state guidance released Monday. The guidance adds movie theaters to a long list of other businesses that can start reopening as the nation's most populous state, that's California, in case you didn't know, Mm-hmm. relaxes its stay-at-home order. The state recommends movie theaters implement reservation systems, designate arrival times, and designating circuit, certain seats that people can use so that moviegoers can maintain the six feet or two meters of distance from other groups. Moviegoers should, at a minimum, wear face coverings when entering and exiting the theater or buying concessions. So this is part of California's Phase 3 reopening? And they're allowing small to moderate gatherings. Right. In enclosed so, spaces. So there's a, there's a couple things here. Uh, first of all, the numbers are not going down. So don't take this as the state of California saying, hey, it's safer than it used to be. Because that is the opposite of the truth. Mm-hmm. It is more unsafe uh, than it was before. That being said these businesses probably pressured the state a lot. And well, that's they probably... also pressured them a lot before Memorial Day to try and get open yes. for Memorial Day weekend. And yet here we are two weeks after Memorial Day with all the cases being reported. So needless to say, uh, I would say the official media vote word is probably don't go see a movie this weekend. That's at least um, what I would say. Yes, that's a media vote <laughs> podcast approval. <laughs> Don't do it. Disapproval, I guess, if you will. Uh, Because, yeah, I just, the the numbers are not down enough for me to feel comfortable with saying, hey, go into a circulated air room 
uh, with a handful of other people to see a movie this weekend. It's just, I, I don't know if I'm ready to make that commitment. Right, but also um, notice that you need to wear a mask at all yes. times. But masks do not prevent transmission. That's a, another key kind of thing. Right, also but not, they limit them when you have like close yes. interactions. Yes, no. Obviously, precautions, if you're going to do these things, precautions should be taken. Right. But ultimately, the data does not prove that it's safe to do any of these things, even with the precautions in place. So, yeah, it's up to the individual to make their own individual decision. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see exactly how many people uh, believe it's safe enough to go to movies and whether we'll see anywhere near numbers that will actually make the, the studios happy. Right. I'm wondering if this is part of the ploy to lower unemployment by getting people back to work and saying, hey, you can open therefore you are open, therefore you no longer apply for unemployment. But that is a whole other domino conspiracy theory right there. That's a, yeah, that's a dangerous game to play with too because if a bigger spike happens and we have to go on lockdown again, we're going to be in the exact same place that we were before. Mm -hmm. um, so the businesses are not thinking big picture. They're thinking small picture profit and yeah, I don't know. That might bite, come to bite them in the ass by the time this is done. Right. But how often have we seen that small picture bite them in the ass happen? <laughs> All the freaking time. Oh. Yeah. What do you know? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Movies. Probably don't go see a movie is basically the bottom line here. But you might have the option available to you. Right. Uh, do we know if, like other states like Florida or Texas have opened theaters yet? I would be surprised if you can't see a movie today in Florida. I, I mean, I know drive-ins you can. Yeah. I bet you probably could car, see a movie in Florida today. Actual movie theaters. But I don't know. Yeah, this story is just about California, which is also the subject of our second story today. All right. What else is happening with California and these reopening stages? <laughs> California is planning on opening up the other half of the movie experience, which is making the movies. Well, film and television, to be specific. Cameras can start rolling in California again as soon as June 12th. That's Friday, for those of you who keep score at home. Mm -hmm. State officials said on Friday, as they last Friday, as they approved new guidelines to prevent the spread of the coronavirus on sets. California is allowing film, music, and television production to resume subject to labor agreements. It's key. Producers will still need approval from local health department officials to restart that filming. A task force of Hollywood studios and labor unions earlier this week proposed extensive coronavirus testing, daily symptom checks, and other safeguards to allow actors and crew members to return to work. The guidelines were developed by representatives from Walt Disney Company, Netflix, AT&T, Warner Brothers, which is a weird way to put that. It's like, yes, we get it. They merged. Uh, Comcast, Corpson, PC Universal, thing, same story there. Plus unions, including SAG-AFTRA, the IATSE, and the Directors Guild of America. Right. And this is also a pseudo-follow-up to the story that we previously reported about Steven Soderbergh heading up the team to yeah. uh, employ these guidelines. So more or less, yes, this will involve safety guidelines, which we talked about before. 
But yes, it's all agree, uh, subject to those labor agreements. So every, every piece of this puzzle has to agree. The unions have to make deals to agree with the rest of the production people to make sure that in the studios to make sure that everything's going to be safe on set. As soon as somebody gets, gets this disease, this shit's shut down. I guarantee it. I, yes and no, because as we've seen with sports and their labor unions, <laughs> the UFC, meanwhile, has reported cases of coronavirus in its first yeah. week. But the people who caught it were not allowed to fight, were kept away from everything. Right. And they haven't really had major reported cases since. These unions are different than the sports uh, organizations, I right. feel, is kind of what I'm getting at here. These guys don't play. Like, we've had, how many stories have we had about SAG AFTRA? Like, uh, about negotiating lot. these deals? A lot. They know it's one of our favorite topics to, to talk about. Yeah, and if they are on board with this, I know that they're not going to take this lightly. So we'll see what happens. But um, like I said before, uh, here in California, and from what I gather, all of the states in the United States, the data does not support this reopening effort at all. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see the more stuff that opens up, the more at risk we're putting our people. It will, yeah, it's definitely interesting to see. But it's also, you know, going to bring back the rise of game shows. I mean, I just saw an ad for Leslie Jones hosting the, re, the revival of Supermarket Sweep. Yep. Everything's so back. Everything's coming part back. part of that. <laughs> yep. They're now casting. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll keep our eyes on that story, of course, as it develops. Movies, did you see any movies? Uh, no. no. Moving on. That's Let's a talk long, about long way of saying no. <laughs> and we always start television with the sports section. Oh, and guess what? We got a big sports section for y'all, y'all this week. Lots of sports stories, but we start in an unlikely space. We start in the world of NASCAR. That's not unlikely. We always talk no, about NASCAR. But the story is the unlikely part. It's finally happened. Uh, go check on hell because I think it's probably pretty icy down there. Or go check on Twitter because everyone, <laughs> as I saw, was yelling about it. But NASCAR has officially announced today they are banning use of the Confederate flag and NASCAR events and properties. The South is done rising. Now, they have previously had the stance of you cannot bring a confederate flag into the stadium because anything inside of the event gets broadcast to tv and they don't want any association yeah. with that right that being said if you go to any nascar tailgate they're all over the first thing you're probably going to see is a confederate flag somewhere so this won't be the case anymore you're going to go to the tailgate you're going to have your flag and the security is going to take it from you like they're just going to be like nope you can't have that in the venue sir Right. Now, they can't put this out now, seeing as there are no tailgates. It'll be interesting to see when they actually get people, if they kind of eliminate it to just flags or apparel, clothing, face masks, what have you. It'll be interesting to see uh, what, how long this, like, the public memory is. Bumper stickers. Yeah. Painted cars. (laughs) 
Yeah, you Winnebago's. can't really turn around a car, or can you? Maybe you can. They have to get a parking, t- like a, a ticket to park, right? So mm-hmm. you could just say, hey, hey, I'm sorry, you're not, your car is not, your vehicle is not permitted here. Your vehicle no longer does not apply to the rules and regulations that you have agreed. <laughs> yes, exactly. By purchasing this ticket. Yes, I purchased um, the ticket you have agreed to obey yeah. all NASCAR laws. <laughs> Honestly, though, this is freaking long overdue. Like, this is a stupid, it was a stupid association in the first place. Well, you yes, but like I, like I just mentioned, they banned it from being within NASCAR, but the flag has still yes. been associated with NASCAR. Right. It's uh, just, yeah, it, I think this is a good move. Uh, to get people to finally just just stop using the confederate flag people like how long ago was the civil war and also who won the civil war and also what was the civil war fought about when you start digging into it you start realizing how messed up it is that people still have pride for that thing yes again the confederate flag will still be waving woven moved (laughs) woved woven Shaken, I'm just saying stirred. that like there are so many other ways to show your affinity for the South. Like you can love the South and not love like what the Confederates what the Confederates stood for. Right, like, those watch are two the, separate things. Now watch the rise of Alabama state flags go up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, obviously there's some state flags that we need to like maybe uh, figure out. Need some updating. Inside NASCAR news, though, Bubba Wallace basically addressed NASCAR on this two days ago and got his car repainted uh, to support Black Lives Matter, which is NASCAR is currently running right now. Yes. On a surprise Wednesday race. Yeah. Uh, I saw that and I was, yeah, I was, one, I was very shocked for somebody named Bubba to have that opinion. But you know what? Times are changing. Okay, Bubba Wallace is black. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> now I do. Yes, Bubba Wallace is a black NASCAR driver. <laughs> yeah, ask me anything about NASCAR. <laughs> I know nothing about NASCAR. It, it's all okay. Right, Eventually they all turn left. It's true. They do. Anyway, <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, let's move on. Anything else in NASCAR before we move on to other sports? Uh, it's running right now. Right. Uh, Bubba Wallace currently in 11th. Okay. And they kind of keep highlighting him. But other yeah, than that, NASCAR runs. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see people yelling at NASCAR, <laughs> go to Twitter, go to your local social media platform. I, just I'd so you can not. like find out who to unfriend. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'll pass on that one. Moving on to basketball. It happened. Yeah, they like literally the day after we podcast, yes. it happened. Well, Dude, we, should we, called we move it because, to Thursdays? Well, God. no, see, we called it because they were having an owner's meeting the next day, which we knew about. Yeah. Yeah. We basically confirmed it, but this is actually confirming it. Still, though. Confirming what we already knew. Still, though, should we just move to Thursdays? I feel like all the cool stuff happens on Thursdays and we miss it. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um Let's talk about this, though. So basketball agreed that they will resume their season. Will resume. I guess they'll start the playoffs of their season. Well, there's two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. No, no, no. Uh, that's what the two are for here. Two weeks. Yeah. On Jul- July 31st, and they will be playing 
from the Walt Disney World Resort. Yes, because Disney owns the, the NBA. And also, Disney World is also a very isolated patch of land uh, where that is not too unlike a fighting island, which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> it's a way to kind of isolate the players away from everybody else. Right. And, you know, they have everything. They have a resort they can use. They have golf as an activity. They have a downtown area where they can yeah. shop and be outdoors. Yeah. It's room and board entertainment all in one. It's just mm -hmm. everything that you could want. So, you know, all the people who are saying eventually Disney will own everything. Here <laughs> no is a small hasn't. little <laughs> snapshot of what that might look like. Yeah. That's scary, right? All right. Uh, so, yeah, I guess basketball fans uh, look forward to actually having basketball on the TVs again. But that's not the only thing coming to Disney World. No, it's not, because soccer of the major league variety will resume its 25th season. They've only had 25 seasons. I believe it. Wow. Okay. At Walt Disney World Resort as well from July 8th to August 11th. So I guess they'll just pack in as many games as possible in that period of time. Yeah, they're playing like every day pretty much. Mm -hmm. uh, but also the winner of this will automatically be invited to the CONCAP Cup next year in 2021. So this is how they're, they're just basically compacting an entire season mm -hmm. to these, what is it, six weeks roughly? Yeah. Tournament like style, and then whoever has the better record out of all of it is automatically invited into next year's official tournament when that happens in 2021. Yeah, when and if. Yes. Um, and then as I alluded to, the UFC is still still somehow claiming that they're going to fight, make people fight on Fighting Island. <laughs> Uh, island and is specific, happening. specified which islands they're fighting on. It is the Yas Island. Yas, Yas Queen. Yas. Off, oh my God. <laughs> off of Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So when you're talking about sending people to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, you're most likely to talk about Fight Island there. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be actually sending people to Abu Dhabi. Or yes. specifically Yas Island. <laughs> The Yas Island. Yas Island. Of Abu Dhabi. <laughs> so, yeah. Apparently, uh, Dana White and the UFC put out a resort-style map of what they hope to accomplish with it. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I can't believe it's real. And uh, related but, to the UFC, yeah, uh, one of the most infamous and... Ugh, disgusting people fighting for them is conor mcgregor and he's announced his retirement retirement again 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 note that's the third time yes uh this is uh, the third time retiring because he cannot get a fight because he wants too much money and no <laughs> one's going to fight him for it so he just instead of basically being around the ufc waiting for a fight. He's just going to be, okay, I retire again. If you eventually find me a fight, I'll come back. But until that time, I'm just going to retire Hopefully and live off that time. proper 12 endorsement. I was going to say, it's like, he's got enough money at this point. He cannot, he cannot need more. This... No, it, right now it's not about the money. It's about, yeah. you know, finding a worthy opponent. <laughs> which he doesn't want to go up or down in weight classes. So that's very limiting because they yeah. also announced 
Stipe Mayock versus Daniel Cormier fight again. Uh, fight number three, two, three, three. That's a heavyweight fight. And so if, mm-hmm. unless Conor McGregor wants to put on Bulk a couple up. pounds and fight yeah. from the heavyweight division. You know what, though? If this means that I get to hear less about Conor McGregor and the things, stupid things he says, then awesome. I don't want to hear from him ever again. Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about a little bit of college sports, as there's been some movement in the college sports world this week. At right, least so five. As... Oh, go on. Yeah, so as California is not the only state to reopen, uh, the NCAA has announced that, I think we reported on this a week or two ago, that schools can begin opening and allowing practices following state guidelines. Yeah. And speaking of the Alabama flag, as we brought that up earlier. So things are rough uh, disease-wise in Alabama because at least five university, university of Alabama football players have tested positive for COVID-19 after a group workout. So they open it right up and they immediately find out that there's trouble. USC, meanwhile, here in California, has officially welcomed back Reggie Bush today. uh, Yes, this is officially today. Following his 10-year NCAA-mandated disassociation from USC. So that means all restrictions and prohibitions on his involvement with the school officially have been lifted. Right. This means they can now start showing Reggie Bush highlights on USC. They can erect the shrine back up to him, and they can start using his name in recruiting videos. Weird. Yep. Uh, This also comes on the heels, as we have announced on this very podcast, about players being paid to play at a collegiate level. And that's the exact reason why Reggie Bush was basically banned. (laughs) So this would this be a good time to extend the olive branch. his trophies away. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you're wondering probably, so that pretty much does it with sports, but you're probably wondering about one sport that we left out. Well, that's because our first story is all about it. Because it may or may not happen. <laughs> we will see. Flip a coin uh, here because we're going to talk about the future of baseball. All right. Can, can I put this as possible story of the year yeah this is insane the whole this whole thing has been insane all right so here's the deal there is a dispute as you know between the two parties of baseball the players and the league at the heart of the dispute i know yeah at the heart of the dispute is an agreement the two parties signed on march 26th which stipulated that players salaries would be prorated for the numbers of games played the players say they consider the issue of compensation settled and will not accept anything less. It will not be lowballed. The league, however, points to language that requires good faith discussion about the economic feasibility of playing games in empty stadiums. A hypothetical that was once hypothetical that has now become the reality. Right. The I want to says, point out here yes. real quickly that this deal was made on March 26th. Yes. Basically three weeks into preseason into training yes. camp and two oh, and uh, like two weeks after everything got shut down yes 
So they still not knowing how long it was yeah, going to be like this. Exactly. They were assuming that they were going to be opening up in July and everything would be cool. That's no longer the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the league says it must gain further concessions on player pay to help cover what it describes as severe losses from a year with no fans in attendance. No fans mean no ticket sales, mean no merch sales, no food sales, huge deduction. No concessions, total no league stadium, revenue. no parking. Yeah. All no, of the above. And very limited, I guess, on the broadcasting as well. Yes. So the league submitted a proposal on Monday, which called for a 76-game schedule beginning in mid-July, with players guaranteed to earn 50% of their prorated salaries. They would receive an additional 25% if the playoffs happened as planned, protecting the owners against the growing fear that a pandemic resurgence could lead to their cancellation. According to the current CBA, the players are not allowed to strike which leads to an interesting debate when the CBA expires next year. So basically what we're seeing here is a stalemate. The league is basically saying nothing's happening. No agreement is being made until you guys take less pay because we cannot operate unless we like account for the damages of like the money lost from not having fan attended games. Right. The players are saying, yeah, but no, we're the players. There's no games without us. We refuse to play unless we get what we agreed that we were getting. See, a typical baseball season is 162 games. The MLB uh, Players Association originally submitted 112 games. Mm-hmm. So it would be prorated off the 112, difference of about 80%. Yeah. But the league wants that 76-game season. Which they even countered original counter was down to 40. Yeah, so cuts it down further. They want this, they want that 112 money without going down to 76 game mm-hmm. money. So, right, they cannot at, at strike. that point, what point does it make sense to continue playing? Yeah. Right, it doesn't. Uh, the players and, are right, it doesn't make any sense. And this isn't talking about like the players who are getting paid millions of dollars. You're talking about players yeah. of everyone else who get paid the yeah. league minimum right. of 500000 Yeah, players all the way down the roster who are not household names that are making minimum and can't. And, like, in reality, like, you would think that pl- sp- athletes playing sports in a time of a pandemic should be, be probably be paid more, not less. It's crazy that the league thinks that there's – that there's I any, wonder if any they leverage can, that they have. I wonder if they can file for hazardous pay. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't know if there's an OSHA equivalent <laughs> like going on here. Like it's a job like any job, right? You would think. Right, they get paid it as a job. That is their yeah. job to go out and play baseball. I don't know. But yeah, it sucks though. Because yeah, any other year we would have seen a strike. We would have seen the players just be like, all right, no. We're calling a strike. We're not going to even play. No matter what you decide, we're not your pawns. But now they now, can't even do that. Yes, but here's the interesting thing. They can force them to go out there and play baseball. <laughs> but can they force them to play baseball? Right, exactly. You can force them to go out there, but are they going to do the game of baseball? That is the question. If you're having any confusion of what I'm talking about or what I'm <laughs> suggesting – 
There's a great South Park episode <laughs> where they try and do exactly this of not play baseball and lose games so they don't have to play baseball anymore. The crazy thing is, is this all follows the last season, which was literally tailed, like immediately after it ended, tailed with controversy over a cheating scandal. This, this has been the craziest two years of baseball. Man, did I pick a weird time to start paying attention. It's okay. The last time the MLB <laughs> striked was in 1994. Yeah. And you know what happened t- three years after that? <laughs> when Mark McGuire and Sammy So said in their whole yes. steroid era, trying to go after the Babe Ruth's home run record. Yes. So this means we could lead right into that. <laughs> Well, I mean, unless they, they bring back all those drugs, maybe, but uh, <laughs> hopefully not. Um, so, yeah, it's a weird time for baseball. Who the hell knows how this is going to end? I cannot see this resolving. Like, I, I think they're just going to be stuck at a stalemate. And the league, if, uh, unless the league finally just says, fine, I don't think the players will play baseball. It's, they especially won't play baseball. <laughs> Are you telling me they're not playing baseball here? Yeah, yeah, they're not playing a good game of baseball here. <laughs> now, this actually goes into a bigger thing, which we talked about last week when the MLB, when the Players Association submitted their proposal, was that they are willing to take less games, but they want the owners to open up their books so they can see like how much money will you be losing, what is an actual number we can come to, instead of just blindly saying. This is what we're offering. That's it. Yeah. Full stop. Like the players want a reason why this is happening, why they want to, why they need to come down to this number. And if they can possibly, you know, put that money on the back end for next season or say for the next, for 2021 or 2022 season, the players get part of like the ticket sales or the merchandise or something after that. Yeah. There could be some sort of concessions made. Mm-hmm. A concessions concession. Hey, just call it the Concessions <laughs> Act. <laughs> where every hot dog you purchase goes towards every the player. Every soda, <laughs> soda and hot dog combo. You're helping. They can even advertise at the little, little stand. Be like, you're helping out the players. By they buying advertise this combo. It, uh, 20 minutes before the game on the big Jumbotron. <laughs> Go buy a combo and support your player. <laughs> thank you, Maria Menudos. I'm like, yes, thank you, Maria Menudos. Anyways, let's stop talking about baseball, even though I could talk about it for the rest of the podcast. Let's talk about the television program Cops. Okay, so not the actual Cops. No, God, okay. no. No, the television show Cops, which you're probably thinking, wait a minute, hasn't that been off the air for years? Well, it would make sense that you would think that because its original station, Fox, has not aired it in a long time. However, it has never stopped being on TV. It has been airing on the Paramount Network, formerly known as Spike TV. Right, because Spike TV picked up the rights, and then when it got transitioned over into Paramount Network, they yes. just kept it going, kept the contract. So yeah, it's been running on those pair of networks for six years, but that run has come to an end. Uh, Cops Course premiered way back in 1989 on Fox and aired for 25 seasons on that original network until it was resurrected in 2013 when Spike TV ordered new episodes. 
Uh, the 33rd season, by the way, was slated to premiere yesterday before cancellation. It was off air since June 1st of this month, I guess, of this year, right? Yes. Uh, I guess that includes repeats. Yeah, they um, don't count repeats. And was pulled uh, with no plans to run any additional episodes. Additionally, Network A&E pulled last weekend's episodes of Live PD, also amid continued nationwide protests happening, uh, as we talked about last week, from George Floyd's death, among other reasons. A&E is still evaluating the right time to bring it back, though a return to this, the return this weekend appears unlikely at the moment. So, cop shows. Uh, we may have finally uh, seen the last days of them, potentially. Of unscripted cop shows. Yeah, unscripted cop shows. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been interesting to see these little changes uh, that are going to add up to be big changes between the Confederate flag stuff with NASCAR and this and, um, you know, other, other things kind of coming out of this movement. Um, it goes to show you that demonstration does change things. Like you know, people are becoming way more aware. In two weeks, aware. we've had yeah. huge wave of changes. Yeah. So stuff works. Stuff gets done. Turns out. Who knew, right? right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's heartening uh, to see kind of these people who have just been airing the show, basically showing like cops and like in their normal day-to-day, I say normal, but I should probably say normal, uh, and that for and purported for entertainment, and yeah, people finally realized. Hey, wait a minute! What is this show? What are we showing here? What what's going on with these cops? And so yeah, it's it's regardless of how you feel about uh, about the current events and police, it's a good sign to see people at least thinking about using this as entertainment and what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have it written here, but if you want to do your own research on it, there is a bit of a controversy with A&E and Live PD, where apparently they have footage of police officers brutally yeah. uh, murdering someone, but won't turn over those tapes because they consider it their property. Right. Uh, you can do your own research on that if you want. <laughs> you can. But yeah, um, yeah, it's heavy subject, but I think you know it's time to move on. This will be interesting what they go on with scripted cop shows from here. Uh, wasn't yeah. there supposed to be a Law and Order hate crimes unit? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen again. No. Or I don't think that'll happen anymore. No. We'll see. All right. Um, speaking of, real, real quick aside about cops. Um, in a class uh, that I had in college, one of the ones that you, I don't think you were in this class with me, um, but we had a dude come in who, as a sp- guest speaker who... I, who claimed, I don't know if this is true, he claimed to have been the guy who pitched cops to Fox. That was one of his stories he told. 
apparently he ended up doing other stuff at the network uh, later on. But one of the things he said was really early at his job there is he pitched the idea to Fox execs. He was like, hey, like, why don't we do a show where we just tape police officers, like arresting suspects, you know? And like, it blew their minds. reality series was born. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know if if he was like just making that up or whether he was actually a dude. But like, yeah, I never actually looked it up. But yeah, so I may or may not have been in the same room as the dude who pitched cops. <laughs> weird, weird things. Anyway. Um, hey, if you want to hear weird things, Vanderpump <laughs> Rules may not be coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Hmm. Yeah, apparently also, four of their stars got pulled from the show after social media caught up with them. Yeah. I won't put so, stars around there, around those names there, but yeah, yeah. So well, yeah. Needless, needless to say, I, I mean, we've already knew this was going to be the case, but yes, the television landscape is going to look a lot different after this is all over. Like I said, expect a lot of game shows because they're cheap it to really make. Really makes me wonder about the fate going forward of Brooklyn Nine Nine beyond this season, because they are said people going to be address it? Yeah, they'd address it, but. Are people going to be ready to laugh at a cop show? I don't know. I don't know, but they have handled we'll like tough subjects like these before. They, they have, but unless they write a finale where like Jake quits the squad, I don't know how they like. I don't know how they get it. Re- like I don't know how they address this. What What if that is the finale? Like we're just going to end yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine with this season with them. Maybe, but like. But you can't write a whole season around that. You have to write an episode, though. Is like can that's you? the tricky part. I don't know. You can write a whole season about two people getting together. I'm sure you can write a whole <laughs> season around a squad leaving. I have a strong feeling uh, that we do not see another season. Mm. That's my I'm, that's my thought right now. Is like I feel like what we saw of this last season may have been the last episode of Brooklyn Nine. Or they pull a Friends and just don't ever address it. Mm. Like Friends never addressed the nine eleven yeah. attacks. I would really. I I don't think you can have a show like that and not address things these days. I think it's not the nineties. Like it's not the early two thousands anymore. I think things have changed. Um, well, no, I'm not saying that that's what's gonna happen, you yeah, know, because we'll Terry Crews and uh, has been very vocal. Yeah, I don't think you can. What I'm saying is, I don't think you can write that show now. I think, and you especially can't uh, do the uh, uh, what's the 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 name of the current show that's not Roseanne anymore? The Connors. Yeah, the Connors. I don't think you can the Connors Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't think you can all of a sudden write a show where they're not cops anymore. Call it Brooklyn P.I.? <laughs> no, because that's still a cop. No, it's like... No, what I'm saying is if they wanted to write a show with those characters not as cops, they could, but I don't think you. Sh- I don't think that happens. <laughs> that would be very strange. Anyways, let's move on. You watched... You watched, question mark, some television, maybe? I watched some question mark television. Okay. Um, so yeah, as I 
kind of quipped, game shows are coming back. Uh, one of those game shows that came back is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yes. With uh, host Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. I have not watched that. I haven't watched any of it yet either. And I love Millionaire. I wanted to watch it, and it's just completely off of my radar. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's Celebrity Millionaire. It's not the same. Exactly. But if you are interested in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and if you remember the controversy they had way back when the show began about someone cheating mm-hmm. with the <coughs> coughing yep. to the right answer. I do recall. Well, I have the show for you. Okay. It's called Quiz. It's uh-huh. on AMC and okay. it chronicles uh, the first two episodes. I don't know how long it's going to go, but I assume miniseries event because you can't have seasons of this thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it chronicles the rise of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in the UK, the success it had and the hype and how people, how this group of people basically tried to game the system <laughs> by winning the million dollars. And Sold. the whole court order <laughs> that proceeded the winning of the million dollars and how they broke it down and caught them cheating and whether or not they came to justice. Yeah, you sold me. You sold me. I'm I'm watching this. Oh, I'm like, uh, bye. I'm I'm not. No, uh, <laughs> not watching it right now. Uh, no, I'm definitely gonna check this out because that sounds great. Yeah, that's not what I thought it was when I saw an yeah. ad for it. I was like, oh, quiz. Quiz. Yeah. Oh, it says who wants to be a millionaire? Game show. Okay, I think this is a game show on AMC. Let me record it. No, it's yeah. That doesn't make that should have been <laughs> no. your first flag. Then like, no, there wouldn't be a game show on it. Things aren't that bad. I don't know. I thought it was, hey, movie game show on AMC. <laughs> That's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, but no, but the, no, it's, it's uh, Yeah, it's about the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire big controversy about cheating and if it's cheating and what, and like basically the movie quiz show, but in serialized form with present day actual yeah. controversy. No, that sounds great. It's that fantastic. Wonderful. I love I it. This in my life. I'm going to watch this thing. Um, AMC has a hit on their hands here. I don't know what they could do next. Like what other things they could do. We'll see. But we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that like if you're at all interested in that, oh my god, it's so juicy and so good. Yeah, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else? Um, oh, I don't. This isn't a. Mm, thought but just a quick jot down that comic-con will be coming home um so as we know comic-con convention's not going to happen yeah but instead they're going to do comic-con at home which will run july 22nd through the july 26th and the events will be free to virtually anyone and virtually attend yeah <laughs> No, this is cool. Um, a lot of uh, similar conventions are doing this. And so, yeah, it makes makes sense. I mean, why bar access? Just, like, let people watch the streams of the things. I wouldn't be surprised if they made this move after the Sundance on, um, on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. and after uh, the first looks that all the networks did. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this will mean that everybody will get to see the same news at the same time, which is always exciting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Yeah, looking forward to that. Maybe E3 will be exactly like that. No, it's not going to be like that. <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's just it's like that, but like separated into 18 billion things, which is why we haven't really reported on it here mm-hmm. on this podcast, because it would be impossible to do a roundup of literally everything that's happening. So my approach for the video game section is just going to be uh, wrap up the things that came out of those after they've happened instead of hyping up the things that haven't happened yet. Because what is hype? May never Except die. for this Sony thing, because it is news that it got rescheduled. So. Yes. Anyway, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Um, I have a real brief thought. I just want to say we finished um, the big flower fight on Netflix. Okay. Uh, we were uh, we were all right with how it ended. Um, not exactly who we wanted to win, but uh, yeah, it was an entertaining, if middle of the road reality show. Um, I shared some of the stuff that you had said last time about it um, to Christy, and she more or less agreed with you, but that didn't deter her enjoyment of the show. Mm-hmm. She did agree that, yeah, it's like, it's very, like, there's no twist. It's very, like, middle, like, it's very, like, middle stakes. It's, it's very like, straightforward in its yeah, approach, straightforward. which is not necessarily a bad thing. No. It just it, doesn't yeah. grab me as an audience, and that's fine. Yeah. It ended up, we kept with it because we just, we liked what it was doing enough and that it was calming and relaxing mm-hmm. kind of thing to watch. Never got too dramatic. Like, yeah. So if you like very calm and British reality shows, I still recommend it. It's a quick watch too. at only eight episodes. So, uh, okay. but that's, I think the only calendar year 2020 thing I watched this week. Next week, though, I'll be able to talk about a couple of things. Uh, big week for Netflix animation this week. Friday sees the return of uh, Kipo, Age of the Wonder Beast, which is season two of the show I talked about a few weeks ago. That's fast. Yeah, already season two happening on that. We're excited to see that. Also, the uh, uh, English dub of Pokemon Journeys, the new Pokemon series, debuts on Netflix. It's new home, I guess on uh, Friday as well. So, Ooh. yes. Uh, the fu- the next real season of the Pokemon series, this is the one where it's going to take Ash through different um, regions. It's not specifically a Sword and Shield anime. It is taking liberties with all sorts of different areas of the Pokemon world. Right. Ash pairs up with Go. Gal? Go, yes. Go? Uh, yes. Partner Go. Uh, who Partner is Pokemon inspired Go. by Pokemon Go. Yes. So it's, we're going to watch, uh, Christy and I are going to watch that together. We're going to see how that goes. Uh, we'll report back. Uh, I'm concerned because I feel like I liked a lot of the cool stuff they were doing with the animation of the Sun and Moon series. That it's kind of disappointing. To and they went away from that more. animation. Yeah, they're going to more plain. It looks closer to what they were doing on X and Y. Right, so, which was a really good series. Which still was great, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what that ends up being. Um, I've seen parts of the Japanese version subbed of the first episode specifically, so it'll be interesting to see what the English dub is. Yeah, same. When it first premiered, I was interested in watching some of it. But, you know, translation and reading of dubs, not really my thing. It's Yeah, you have to be in a certain mood to read a show. Yeah, speaking of reading shows, I have a bone to pick <laughs> with HBO Max. Already? Wow, okay. Yeah. Because um, I looked up their Crunchyroll catalog. Yes. None of that is dubbed. 
What? Yeah. It's all subs? It's all subs. I guess they figure that anybody who cares will want the sub. I didn't see any, like, mode to put to place it into dub mode. Okay. Um, that's possible I was that mainly be... working, looking at, um, what was it? Full Metal I... Alchemist Brotherhood. So. But then that's been they're... done already. I know the technology exists on their service because if you go to the Studio Ghibli movies, there is an option there. There right. are two. They, they do have, you do have access to the subbed versions as well as the localized uh, Disney-fi dubs. So if you, you have both of those things in the, in the Ghibli se- section. So it would, it would be weird if they didn't give you the option for Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Unless it just shows that do not have a sub or a dub. No, they, like with Brotherhood, or yeah, with it does. Yeah, they definitely have a sub or a dub. They ran that on Cartoon Network for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but also their um, their format on a computer on mobile, not not on mobile, on desktop is really weird. It doesn't take the full screen. Mm-hmm. It cuts it off. So it, it like it shows like the cast and crew. It's really weird in desktop format, but I guess that's, <laughs> it's like formatted specifically for mobile and and like gaming systems and TV. But for some reason, the desktop is weird like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's either full screen on your whole screen or chopped off. It's not like Disney Plus where. Like the whole screen becomes your theater. No, it's like a window in the screen becomes the theater. Yeah, check it out. It's really weird. It's a that seems funky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't watched any of the current Crunchyroll stuff yet because, well, you know me. Yeah. Um, there's nothing for me there yet. Uh, but yeah, um, that's interesting though. I wonder what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Also, who owns the rights to Hanna Barbera stuff? That's under the Turner umbrella. So technically that would be uh, something that would eventually show up on HBO Max. Okay, eventually, because they only have like Scooby-Doo on it and Dexter's Lab. Yeah, no. Uh, it seems like they're withholding a lot of Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah, no, um, so. because like we, we know of their catalog and what they can have, it seems like they're very picking... Yeah. Like what they want to show initially. Well, one thing I noticed is that on some of the networks, on some of the sections they have, like the Cartoon Network section and the TCM section and the Crunchyroll section, they refer to them as collections. Yes. Which I think is key. It's basically that's their wording telling you this is not going to have everything. Right. Uh, Real briefly on that TCM, uh, if you noticed, they took off Gone with the Wind. Oh, I did not notice that. It was there when I first checked. Yeah, check it now. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah, there's a whole uh, Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. article on it. Yeah. They pulled it for racial reasons. I mean, yes, there's been a conversation about that movie for about the last few years here. Um, and so, yeah, it made sense. It makes sense for them to do that. Right. But, you know, you could also, as added for historical importance in Hattie McDaniels. Yeah, I mean, it's the stuff that they did, did for some of the, the Looney Tunes DVDs back in the day, right? The whole, like, splash thing at the beginning, exactly. basically saying, hey, like, this does not represent us now, but we're going to show it in its original format because we don't want to pretend it didn't exist. 
Right. Right. You know, so and that. that's, hey, that's Warner Brothers as well. Right, exactly. So clearly, so they have, a, they have yeah. something already available. They have something they could just pop in and use. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which I'm, by the way, they do not, I don't think, have any of those Looney Tunes in the Looney Tunes collection. I didn't see like any of those Looney Tunes. They stripped out all the questionable ones. Yeah. Yeah, so. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, it, it depends on, I guess, what they think that HBO Max is. Is it what will be the most popular or is it curatorial? Is it the thing for these uh, hardcore people? And I honestly do not think that they're making that service for the hardcore of hardcore. I do not think that they're, they care what the people who want it to be a complete collection of everything think. Well, if that was the case, wouldn't you think they'd have the Dark Knight Rises trilogy on there? It's not. <laughs> That's a, again, there's other things happening, though. There's other moving parts, other deals probably made elsewhere. And I think that probably falls into that category. Right. So. But yeah, I, I can see the potential for this thing. It's just not there yet. But I, I think, I it's think that's also because they though. want it to grow. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. It's just not perfect. But then again, I don't think any of the streaming services out there right now are perfect at all. Mm-hmm. I think all of them have their weaknesses. And yeah, HBO Max has some too. But I think though, if I was to rank them right now, it would probably be number one for me. I don't know. Where's my director's commentary on stuff? That's true. That is lacking. But keep in mind though, Disney Plus still doesn't have the Simpsons commentaries when FX did on the Simpsons world. So you're right. Again, they're all flawed. They all don't have these things. Yeah, no, I would, I would love some director's commentaries on all this shit. But mm-hmm. again, that's not the audience. Right. We yeah. are not the audience for these things. Now, would you now, hypothetically, business idea, would you pay a <laughs> premium for all that commentary? <laughs> um, the tr- so yeah, I guess that would be a way to like incentivize like a step up subscription. A plus plus. Yeah, like a HBO Max. Oh God, th- that branding sucks. Can you imagine HBO Max Plus? Disney Plus Max. Yeah, right. Like, what do you when you name your service Max? You literally cannot name the next tier because how do you out Max Max? You are already at the Max. It's it's Max A for audio commentary. I don't know. There's ways they could do it. I bet they never do. <laughs> I'm just saying, there, it's there. There is potential for yeah, more you want on the pitch, table. If you want to pitch like a Criterion-esque streaming service that is literally just, we get movie commentaries, and that's all this is, then like you try to just, pitch that. Like, if you want to watch the movie, go somewhere else. But if you want yeah. the commentary that we just pull from an- yeah. anywhere, how the ex-MST people, the ex-Mystery Science Theater people are doing riff tracks. It's like, that's the concept between, behind riff tracks, which is like, you'll, you pay us to download this MP3, you play this MP3 of us talking while you're watching the movie somewhere else. That's their yeah. Mo- business model. Yeah, but overall, I mean, you can take like interviews from people who talk about like specific mm-hmm. scenes from like Vanity Fair or Wire or somewhere else and compile that onto a movie soundtrack. So when it hits yeah. on the screen, you're listening to the yeah. commentary. 
yeah. of someone else. That's the, again, that's what I'm basically talking about. There are things that have done that before, but to do it in an official capacity would be a nightmare to organize. Like, one person cannot handle that much work. Like, oh, good luck. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I don't know if this is a good business for you to, to get into. <laughs> Imagine trying to have to wrangle all of those rights to the people who wrote those articles, to the people who recorded those commentaries, to the people who made the movies. It would just be a disaster. Like, if you're doing everything under board, though, you'd be sued, your, your pants would be sued off. They can sue me for the zero dollars I'm making on it. <laughs> yeah, I would not put that much work into something that you are not getting paid for, personally. So, back to the podcast. <laughs> Again, different amount of work we're talking about here. Anyways. Anyways. Let's move on this podcast because we talked Cancellations about this forever. We need to move on. Cancellations. Cancellations and renewals. Let's talk about them. Netflix has canceled Next in Fashion. So apparently Next in Fashion is nothing because it's canceled. I'm, I'm sorry for those of you who liked it. After just one season. As we mentioned, Cops is canceled on Paramount Network. Hulu has canceled Reprisal after one season. So it will not receive a reprisal. Hulu has also canceled their show Harlots after three seasons. NBC has, God, thankfully, canceled Perfect Harmony after one terrible season. Called it. That show sucked. Yeah, it did. And has also canceled Lincoln Rhyme after just one season. I don't even remember what Lincoln Rhyme was. Um, it's a cop show. It's, I think it was full title was like Lincoln Rhyme colon the bone collector yeah i don't remember that at all yeah also i think um, they canceled perfect harmony because they can use all that um music for zoe's infinite playlist <laughs> or extraordinary playlist like, oh, yeah put it all over there yep anyway uh let's move into deaths real quick two quick ones Corey fisher age 75 was an actor in mash and brewster mcleod and Bonnie Pointer, age 69, as her last name implies, she was a co-founder of the Pointer Sisters. As you point. As I point that out. Pointing it out. All right. Speaking of music, let's move into music. I hand this over to you. All right. I'm going to start mil- music with the music. billboard. I'm going to start the billboard with the Hot 100. How hot is it? It is so hot that we've been doing number one. It's Rockstar by the Baby <laughs> and Roddy Rich. <laughs> yeah, there's no little baby. Oh no, there is little baby this week. He's Just saved you that for little baby. It's the baby. <laughs> uh, number two, we have Savage by Megan the Stallion Jeez. and Beyonce. Uh, Blinding Lights. By The Weeknd, mm-hmm. Say So by Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj. And at number five, Rain On Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. What ants. A lot of ants, yeah, as we no pointed out last week. 
no hands in the album. Lady chart, Gaga though. got number five. She yep. tops the Billboard 200 Indeed. Uh, with her albums chart, uh, Chromatica. At number two, we have Life on the Flip Side by Jimmy Buffett. Yep, Jimmy Buffett surprising everybody getting a number two album this week. New Jimmy Buffett album, number two. <laughs> uh, number three, My Turn by Little Baby. <laughs> At number four, Wanna by Gunna. And at number five, High Off Life by Future. Yep. Some some familiar faces here, but Gaga's on top. Uh, And Jimmy Buffett, familiar face. Somehow. Yes, that's Jimmy Buffett. Yep, that's the only one. Uh, If you didn't like any of those albums, we have new releases. First up, To Love is to Live by Janae Beth. <laughs> I assume that's how you say it because there's an H. Yeah, in that there. H really throws you off, huh? Well, yeah, that's why you go Janae because there's an H in there. An H in there. Uh, we also have Pick <laughs> Pick Me Up Off the Floor by Nora Jones. Is yes. that where Nora Jones is? That been? Nora Jones. Yeah, that she's been on the floor. Nobody yep. picked her up. Don't walk over her anymore. Pick her up. <laughs> and lastly, we have Pop Smoke by Pop Smoke. Which is a posthumous release, as you might recall, because Pop Smoke passed away earlier this year. Uh, yes, I remember yes. talking about that. Yes. Which is why when I saw his name up here, I was like, wait yep. a minute. Yes, that, that Pop Smoke. All right. Well, wait, does this mean he's eligible for the Grammys then? I don't know, but we have a whole story about those Grammys because they were in the news today. Well, yeah, because they made some changes. Changes. Some announced changes. Uh, changes. Changes. <laughs> the Grammy Awards will cease using the term urban in its awards and language as part of the latest round of annual changes to its rules and guidelines. Indeed. Along with the changes which include updates to the Best New Artist category, Latin, R&B, and Rap Fields, nominations review committees of the, Academy, of the Recording Academy, will make the Grammy Award Rules and Guidelines book publicly available for the first time ever. Yeah, so, so no if you want to see guessing. literally all the rules, you can now Google that and find it. It's amazing this wasn't done already. Right. Or, you know, at least not publicly bought, public by the uh, Recording Academy. Yeah. But hey, now it's available. Um, yeah. So, as we've said, there's new rule changes. Uh, Best Urban Contemporary Album has been renamed to Best Progressive R&B Album. Ah, see what they did there? Mm-hmm. To appropriately categorize and describe this subgenre. Best rap song, best rap slash song performance has been renamed best melodic rap performance to represent the inclusivity of the growing hybrid performance trends within the rap genre. So, real quick about that one. That one's interesting because prior the nominees and winners for the best rap sung performance have traditionally been, as you would imagine, 
duets with uh-huh. rap verses being supplemented with a sung chorus. This is where you would find like that Eminem and Rihanna song mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's traditionally what this was. This change though changes that because basically the change they're making here acknowledges sung songs by rappers. For example, Drake's catalog fits here. Future yeah. fits here. Is basically this allows for more rap songs to be nominated for more categories, which is overall a good thing. Well, it takes them out of the R&B section, yes. which they clearly are not. So yeah, this is where you're going to see a Drake song is right. here now. Like your, uh, your sung Drake songs. Mm-hmm. Well, also, Latin pop album has been renamed Latin pop or urban album and migrate the genres of Latin urban and represent the current state and prominent representation in the Latin urban genres. Also, or lastly rather, there is no longer a specified maximum number of releases prohibiting artists from entering the best new artist category. Yes, so there was previously a cap of 30 released songs that if you were beyond that, you could not qualify. But because the definition of release is so nebulous these days, they're now basically allowing a committee basically to talk about, talk it through and be like, if they feel like that artist had a breakthrough year, they can qualify for this this uh, uh, award now. So, okay. pretty interesting. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. But, I mean... Still, shouldn't they kept it at like albums? But then I guess <laughs> then you have to define how long right. or what is an album. Exactly. This is, I think, smart. You know, it's like smart enough to like kind of ease that conversation a bit. However, it will make the opposite problem the the problem that often stems from uh, best new artist still even more possibly a problem, which is of course the internet being like they're not new they've been around for years this makes you mean it easier. like lizzo being a new artist but being around exactly. since 2016 this is going to make it easier for people uh for artists who the internet already knows about for to win best new artist mm-hmm. so, we'll see we'll see i mean until it becomes an online boat the yeah. internet will never have their hands on it right exactly so I, I feel good about overall uh, most of these changes because mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, let's be real. The word urban has been like basically code for black for decades at this point. And there's new. It was reason. code when it was first introduced. Right. It's never not been code. So for them finally to just be like, okay, these are just genre awards, like is just better. Mm-hmm. Except their insistence on keeping Latin as a descriptor is maybe not as good. Um, also, they're keeping the term urban in Latin pop or, or urban album or, or Latin rock. Or, or, there's one of them where they're keeping the urban term. So it's like they seem to like taking one step, like several steps forward and like a few steps back. But, but that's always you know, the case. The Academy has had a rough couple of years. Well, what are you going to change from latin to to what well because there's names for the genres within people who are are in latin music like i'm not the person to speak for this you know like i like would i would recommend that if you have questions to seek out 
artists in that genre and see what they have to say about this because mm-hmm. I have seen several reacting on Twitter today. So, so yeah, it, it's it, it's interesting that they're willing to at least make some changes. That part is heartening to me. So. Right, because like we're like, do you classify Bad Bunny or Ricky Martin? Exactly. Yeah, it's like and like in the same thing be, category because Bad Bunny and also happens to in there be, as well. Bad Bunny also just have just happens to be uh, I don't know a rapper, right? You could just compete in the rap categories, you know. <laughs> like basically, the argument is why pigeonhole when you, there's no reason to when a genre is a genre. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, I think we've covered pretty much all genres except yeah. for like EDM. <laughs> but that of, brings us to the next story. Sure does. Yeah, because coming to Stockholm, Sweden, not this year. But next year, 2021, yes. the Avicii Experience, which is a tribute museum to the late DJ, producer, songwriter, and all-around hitmaker who left a legacy of timeless songs, including, but not limited to, Wake Me Up <laughs> and Levels. Uh, you know, it, the artist's real name, uh, Tim Bergling, died in 28 of an apparent suicide at the age of 28. Uh, The Avicii experience will include an immersive interaction exhibit that follows Bergling's musical journey from bedroom tinkerer to global success. Through memorabilia, never before seen photos, video, and music, including unreleased tracks. The museum promises an inside look at his creative process. Tickets on sale now. <laughs> yeah, that seemed neat. It was it's kind neat. of a slow week besides that Grammy news, so this was something interesting. All right, besides um, the Coachella news. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Again, though, we knew it wasn't happening. Yeah, like, I know. Like, we knew that was going to happen. No this, one. this we did not know was going to happen. No, yeah, this we did not know was going to happen. No, uh, but we did. I mean, this Thank is, you. this just goes to show like the influence that people have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It goes to show you like how much, how many people knew him and that largely didn't know anything else about EDM. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he was a bridging gap, but you know, to bring yeah. EDM to the mainstream. Uh, yeah, I don't think you would have seen as much crossover success in the pop world if it wasn't for those Avicii songs. Right. I just don't want it to basically glorify that he died young. No, and I don't think it's what they're doing. I think they're just saying, like, let's focus on his career. Right. Which is smart. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Did right, you, yeah. Well, real quick, we have a big blank here next to music thoughts. So I'm guessing neither of us listened to anything this week. No, because my music thought was about Coachella being canceled and then <laughs> possible stagecoach being canceled. Um, it's going to be canceled. Soon, yeah. Officially, as of like Officially. an hour ago. Okay, officially, Riverside yeah. County has shut down stagecoach. Yeah, no. not happening. Which we kind of suggested, kind of hinted at, but this means that everything mm-hmm. is probably going to get moved to 2021 now. You will continue to you will continue to enjoy stage couch, which continues to happen. Yeah, stage couch is now still in full effect. <laughs> or stay coach, you know, if you don't want to leave your city. Yes. Stay coach, yeah, that works. Golf coach, if you want to just go to golf courses <laughs> in the <laughs> desert. 
but this frees up my birthday weekend now. Hey. <laughs> hey. Also, no, probably no macaroni and cheese festival either, though. Probably not, though. Probably not. No. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to San Diego this year. No, probably oh, not. No. Oh well. I'll, I'll have my own mac and cheese fest. Yeah, digital. Let's do a digital mac and cheese fest where we're all sitting in our own homes eating mac and cheese. <laughs> That'd be great. Let's do it. Okay, let's move on into video games then, right, shall we? Yeah, let's start wrapping this up with video games as we have new releases. Yeah, a few. We have Samurai Showdown, Neo Geo Collection for the PC, Warborn, <laughs> Warborn, Warborn here. <laughs> Wolborn or the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. So, doesn't Warborn sound like like the most generic name uh, you could name a video game in the year 2020? Yes. I have no idea what this is. Uh, I assume you're born into a war. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Uh, we also have Desperados <laughs> Three. For the PlayStation, <laughs> Xbox, and PC. I was definitely going to make a Desperado joke here. I guess, uh, why don't you come to your senses and buy this game? <laughs> uh, beat you to it. <laughs> we also have Disintegration for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Do you think that's based on the album by The Cure? Quite possibly. Although, I don't think so. will you first be integrated until you disintegrate? Dis- and lastly, Summer in Mara for Switch and PC. I don't know where Mara is. But you're going to have Summer in her? <laughs> so obviously this is a light release week because everything got out of the way of next week's big release, which of course is The Last of Us 2. Right. We'll get I there. I think I'm officially going to pick up. I think play. I probably will also buy it. Um, I got a California or not California uh, a what's it called car insurance rebate oh cool from uh, not driving for the past three months I promised one from my provider State Farm but it has not kicked in yet yeah well I got that check so I think so, that's what it's going to go towards <laughs> nice good so anyway th- thank you Auto Club for providing me Funds of Time at Fontana, and also The Last of Us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you, Auto Club. This this podcast is not brought to you by Auto Club. No, anyway. neither is it brought to you by PlayStation, but that's or not going to exclude it from being our first news story. <laughs> yeah, uh, so this is a follow-up. Uh, yeah, so as we reported last week, PlayStation had to reschedule its uh, announcement. I guess they did that so they could run ads literally on everything I've seen on TV <laughs> targeting me because I've seen the new date for the PlayStation event for the PS5 announcement probably three to four times a day leading up <laughs> for yeah. the past couple of days. No, I've seen it a lot too on Twitter. It's like my every other Twitter ad is now this. Yep. Um, so the, yeah, this media blitz us. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific time. So, of course, it's happening after we record, so we will not talk about it this week. Yep. I do think oh. this brings up an interesting thing, that if we do have anything like this, like big announcements on Thursday, mm-hmm. that we just move to a Thursday show. 
Yeah, we, we can kind of be fluid about that stuff as stuff happens. Uh, with the video game stuff being so weird and all over the place this year, yeah, we can definitely have that conversation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll but see. Yeah, this means that next week we'll have PS5 details. Tomorrow we'll have PS5 details, which we'll talk about next week. Yes. Um, hopefully including games announcements, hardware, mm-hmm. and gameplay, question mark? Perhaps. Frostbuy, question mark? So yeah, I will be um, uh, watching this live tomorrow. So let's see. This goes live at one p.m. Pacific time. One p.m. Yeah, right, should be available. Be I'll probably yeah, I'll probably tune in live. I yeah, got nothing else going on. Not like work or anything. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. And lastly, the big news that everyone keeps talking about, or at least that I keep seeing everywhere. Yeah. On my social media stuff. Destiny 2 had a big, or rather Bungie, had a big announcement details on its next Destiny 2 event. Yeah, rather, they basically made all expansion. their announcements at once, essentially. They're like, all right, let's just get everything on the table about the future of Destiny 2. Yep. The next big expansion is Destiny 2, colon, Beyond Light, coming September 22nd. It will kick off a it will kick off year four of Destiny 2, which will feature four more seasons of content. Beyond Light is more than just the next expansion. It's also the first expansion in a trilogy of releases, which will set the pace for Destiny 2 for the next three years. After Beyond Light in 2020, we'll get The Witch Queen in 2021, and Lightfall in 2022. This is the first time Bungie's revealed multiple expansions ahead of time, and it's the first set of directly connected expansion in the game's history. To reinforce its long-term commitment to Destiny 2, Bungie announced a new system of content rotation called the Destiny Content Vault. The studio will use this system to remove old, underplayed content from Destiny 2 and replace it with new content, both from expansions, seasons, and from Destiny 1. Bungie confirmed Destiny 2 for PS5 and Xbox Series X several weeks ago, but it didn't outline its plans until now. The next-gen versions of the game will run at 4K, 60 frames per second and it will be a free upgrade for ps4 and xbox one owners as long as you stay in the same console family you won't need to you won't need to repurchase any expansions either including beyond light destiny 2 will also support cross-gen cross-play and bungie's aim for full cross-platform multiplayer in 2021 this is a lot of information that is great <laughs> for players and yeah. possible rumors for the upcoming PS5 announcement. Yeah, I mean, really this is basically just saying like, no, they're doubling down on Destiny 2. There is no Destiny 3 is basically what they're saying here. It's like mm-hmm. they have a roadmap, they have goals in mind. So they even, like that content vault thing even basically says like they're not afraid to remove old stuff to make room for new stuff. 
which is really interesting. I've never seen an approach like this for a live game where they're just as willing to just be like, all right, let's move on. Let's move on. That was the past. Like the only time I've ever seen this is World of Warcraft in MMO. That's like, what I was going to bring up, that it's only been yeah. seen on PC that they move the storyline ahead, never on a console. Yeah, so it really goes to show you how dedicated they are to the audience for Destiny 2. My one worry, though, is how is the onboarding for new players at this point? Because I can imagine some people are probably reading this this week and be like, I've never played it. Should I jump into Destiny 2? And I bet that it's probably a very weird experience starting Destiny 2 right now. I bet it's the same experience for people who <laughs> recently got GTA Live, GTA 5 for free. Yeah. That yeah, they're jumping right. in basically new <laughs> against people who are level 160, whatever. Yeah. And trying it's to do the weird, exact same It's a weird situation to be in. But, I, uh... but yeah, it's cool that they're doing so much work on it, though. I mean, if I would have known that three years down the road, they would still be putting out expansions for it. I still wouldn't buy the season pass because that's still too much money to put into the game. <laughs> but the fact that they're doing it and there's a community out there that's very vocal and the developer Bungie is supporting it yeah. is testament that companies can and should do this for their fan base. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that does it for news. So I understand you played a brand new video game. Yes. As I alluded to last week and at the top of the podcast, I bought a new game for the Nintendo Switch that I have been playing constantly. And not only have I been playing it, but the people in my house have been playing it. And they can, yes, they are able to (laughs) chime in as they will as we talk about (laughs) Clubhouse Games, colon, 51 Worldwide Games, Games, Games. (laughs) All right. What games are the best games and what games are the worst games? I'm playing this game called Ludo, which is sort of like a knockoff version of Trouble, which is a lot of fun. uh, Yeah. Kristen's been working Mike and uh, bowling, which is... Shows I had a wee (laughs) growing up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. So, yeah, because it's worldwide games, they have to use generic terms like Ludo and not Trouble and Yacht instead of Yahtzee. (laughs) Yacht! I learned how to play Yacht last night. Yes. Love to see Uh, it. Bowling, which uses Wii Bowling Physics. There's shooting games. There's a lot of games to play in this. I'm having a lot of fun playing them. Uh, There's darts. There's solitaire. There's spider solitaire. There's... uh, Mahjong Solitaire, regular Mahjong, you can fish, you can play baseball, uh, (laughs) golf. There's literally something in here for anyone to play. Cool. My only gripe right now is that you need multiple consoles to play certain games, Mm. like poker or stuff where you have a sole console. Um, you can play these online, obviously, but then there's other games like Yahtzee, like bowling, like darts, where you assume, oh, you can have like as many people as you want playing on the same console. No, those games like that are limited to just two people. Only 
like Ludo, Ma, uh, it's like only like three games, three or four games where you can have more than three people play at the same time on one console. That's a big, basically like why you're limiting yourself. Yeah. Like golf is two people, bowling, two people. Um, I, dominoes, two people. It's it's limited in that capacity, but it does basically means that you should play online with other people who have it. Also, because of the near field communication with it, that one person who owns the game can basically broadcast it to other people who own a Switch. Yeah. So that is something to look forward to when I meet other people who have a Switch that would also like to play in person. <laughs> <laughs> someday perhaps when we're allowed okay. to see people again you're always allowed to see people <laughs> hanging around people <laughs> yeah that's the where the problem starts <laughs> anyway I, anyways i am having lots of fun playing the clubhouse games um i'm going in order but trying to as i do master all games and get the golden trophy next to each of them <laughs> which can be a struggle because some of them, like Yacht, require a lot of luck and hopefully you don't yeah. get screwed over by the CPU, which has happened to me on several occasions. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun. Um, playing Blackjack is one of the multiplayer games. Yeah, that sounds so fun. People, so yeah, like we all played Blackjack the other night and went like, ha, ha. Like high card, double down, stuff like that. So it's fun. There's lots of games to play with everyone. I just wish that there were more games to play with more people yeah. on a single console. Like for fishing, there's spots of multiple spots. There's four spots to fish, but it's a two-player game. Like why can't that be four? Like bowling, why, why are you limiting it to two? It's just weird, arbitrary rules where it limits it to two and not go on to like three or four. But at the same time, I understand that most people probably don't have that many people in their house. But, you know, come on, it's golf. Why are you limiting it to two? It just doesn't make sense. But that's literally my only gripe. Otherwise, I'm having lots of fun playing this. Yeah, otherwise it seems like you get what you pay for, which is 51 games. Yep, and with the ability to take it online if you have that pass it's great yeah. if you're just playing it by yourself too or if you have a switch uh, a lone switch yeah seems pretty cool yep but i'm having lots of fun with it yeah. so yeah maybe about cool positive reviews go go indeed. buy it indeed yep okie doke well i didn't play anything besides more baseball i didn't stream it this time but Still, still cooking. I, I stopped doing the um, dynamic difficulty, though, because <laughs> Hall of Fame, as you might imagine, was kicking my ass. So uh, Yes, I, I realized that, too. I've, I, I've settled on that difficulty in order to have fun in that game. Yeah, I've settled on veteran. I think my ERA is still under two, though. Um, I think I'm pitching at one, one like, 75-ish. Yeah, but you're a closer. You need to bring that down to sub one. 
Well, so it depends. They don't seem to have like a specific place for me. I'm not, I rarely close games. I opened a couple and I'm usually smack dab in the middle. They've been doing this thing where they put me in in the fourth and I pitch until the seventh and then they relieve me. Oh, you're a mid pitcher? Yeah, I'm like the mid Whoa. most of the time. They like put me pitchers. in to try to like freaking like, I guess, sit, bail out the terrible opener that they have because it's the it's angels a relief. They're all you're bad. a relief pitcher, but you're not a closer. <laughs> I'm, I'm relief, but they won't let me close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm the best pitcher on the team. Well, are you drinking coffee? Because <sighs> oh. oh. you know, coffee is for closers. Right, exactly. No. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I'll I'll keep trucking on that. I'll see how this, in, in especially if there isn't a season this year, at least I'll have a virtual season to remember. Right. Yeah, and I've oh, been right. I've been playing golf, not yeah. not like virtually, in re- like yeah, actual real life. real life walking golf. But yeah, other than that, that's not video game. That's actual game. That's and that's it for video games, and, and that's, that's it for us. For the Media Boat Podcast. So thank you, everybody, for joining us for another edition of this Marooned Media Boat Podcast. We will be back next week to talk all sorts of cool stuff, including, but not limited to, PlayStation 5 news. Assuming it doesn't get pushed back again. It won't. Uh, It'll happen tomorrow. tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, PlayStation 5 news. We'll have uh, Pokemon Journeys thoughts. uh, Season 2 of Kipo thoughts. We'll have... More sports updates, probably. Uh, we'll have... God, what else? Um, Anything you're specifically looking forward to over the next week? Basically, just that Sony reveal Yeah, finally comes. That'll be the big news. Yeah, I might listen to the Jimmy Buffett album. Now that I know that's yeah. out. Yeah, you should check that out. Yeah. Cool. But, All right. Well, I don't have anything really looking forward to. Oh, more quiz. Looking forward to more quiz. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably check out quiz. I'll check yeah. that out. And uh, yeah, report back. Okay. So thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. If you want to watch us, we are uh, in video uh, archive form on youtube.com. Just search Media Boat Podcast to find our page. We're in audio form through Apple Podcasts or other similar podcast services. Just search Media Boat Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Media Boatcast. That's where you'll find tweets both about our shows when they go live and or, or go up, I guess, and also when we uh, stream on YouTube every once in a while. And twitch.tv slash Media Boat, where you can see some of our archived older streams, video game streams. What else? What else? Facebook, uh, for the meantime, for the time being, we are still on there. Uh, we have a page on there. Search Media Boat Podcast to find that. And you can email us if you have questions or comments at mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com. So we'll be back next week. In the meantime, stay safe, everybody. Yep, we'll be back next week for more thoughts and news and PlayStation reveals. Indeed. All right, bye. <laughs>